Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. I tell people all the time, it's like, you have to have the fundamentals. Fundamentals are taught. But if you're going to go on to greatness, it's you. It's what you do with the fundamentals. But, you know, early on, uh, I do think it's smart uh, to be, you know, while you're getting educated, get educated. You know, get as yeah. much as you can get yourself to pay attention to and grab that you can use the rest of your life because you're not going to be able to force yourself to stay there forever. But you did get in Berlin uh, a Master of Science and Human Factors in Psychology. Did you know just the problem solving, just staying on a schedule, just a routine? It yeah. does kind of transform you, uh, kind of give you some kind of organization for success, even when you don't really realize uh, it's happening to you. Don't you think? Yeah, maybe not the content itself. Because right. I studied computer science and psychology. And I think from the content itself, there's not so much I could use. But yeah, I mean, sticking to deadlines, being self-motivated, uh, sitting still on a chair and doing something for hours in a row. Sure, that's something that gets trained in university. Um, yeah. I don't and know how much. It also shows you outside of life that you don't want. You know, you see a lot <laughs> of things that you do not want that, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if taking the what is it called? Like if you if you take the 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 radix, is it radix? If you if you know if you have a nine and the result is three, what yeah. is what is what is the process you do in mathematics? Like I've never used it in my life. Yeah, and it's the most basic thing that everybody learns. I have never used it in my life. You know, or, uh, there's right. so many things you learn that, that that you just never have to use in your life. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you uh, but you have wound up. Uh, uh, having a lot of people interest, you know, you're, you're creating these, this life, you're doing these adventures, but you've created a lot of interest where people want to hear about these things and yeah. uh, get exposed to it through your eyes and through your experience. Right. And I did that on purpose. You know, when I started the trip through South America, I thought, where do I want my life to go? And I imagined if we do that project, it was a hot topic back then in 2014 when the whole thing of, you know, working from everywhere, the end of the office. Um, that was a hot topic. So I kind of jumped on that wave, producing content that would talk about that you can work from everywhere. And I would imagine that would, you know, bring me to on stages where I can talk uh, in conferences about those topics. And that's how exactly how it turned out. We, we had that TED talk in Colombia and, you know, once you don't. You only have to stand in front of a TED logo, actually, and put a picture somewhere in the internet, and people will reach out and say, "Hey, can you speak on my conference too?" It doesn't even matter if you had a TED talk or not. It seems, yeah. but uh, there was many invitations after that. So I spent a couple of years touring the world, doing talks on human resource conferences and conferences about digital nomads and those kind of things, you know. And it was great fun. I gave talks in Jamaica and in, in Bangkok and in, you know, Morocco. It was cool. Well, it's a long way from Jamaica to Bangkok. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was different years. <laughs> those, that's a lot of traveling. Uh, <laughs> it is. Now, it, it, so you've been on the TED, you've done the TED, uh, TED Talk several times. What do you talk about when you talk in those things? What do you find people respond to the most? 
uh, it gets the biggest biggest reaction. Uh, I mean, um, I was always the freaky guy when I was invited to conferences. You know, I'm sometimes in conference where everybody's using suit and tie, and they want me to be the the counterculture guy who who talks about being stuck in the sand with a Land Rover. You know, those funny adventurous stories. That's what I usually talk about. I don't talk about numbers and statistics and trends and where the world is going and how many percentage of you know employees don't have to work from home uh, from the office anymore. I just tell adventurous stories how we work from beaches, volcanoes, and behind waterfalls. <laughs> that now, you, but when you're living this counterculture life and you're you're out there on your own with these adventures, uh do you ever get to the point where you second guess yourself and you wonder, totally. am I on the right track? Yeah. And I stopped that lifestyle. You know, I was living the life and renting a luxurious place in Ipanema and Rio de Janeiro and dating beautiful Brazilian women and drinking caipirinha. And I felt miserable at one point, you know, in 2016, I had back pain from sitting in the car too much. And I, it was hard. But there I had to realize that, you know, I pressed all juice out of the orange called novelty and traveling and it's time to stop and i did you know it was hard because it's like if you're a virtuous violin player and then you have to stop playing the violin forever i was so good at traveling but i had to stop because there was nothing more i could get out of that lifestyle and that's why i moved here to montenegro bought a house built another house yeah now, talk about this uh uh your business what would you say is your main business business thing right now? Um, so if you ask what creates the money, then yeah, creating I have, the money. A, What's creating I have a company money called right Helpando. And it's uh, we help businesses to make to offer the best customer support to their clients. So we that's help and do, right? Help yeah, help Pando. It's more like a Spanish thing, helpando.it. Okay. So, you know, uh, we, we help businesses to improve the way they give support to their customers. We implement their customer service tools in the best way. We look at their processes. We see how, how they can um, improve their knowledge base, their frequently asked questions, how they can route the incoming support requests to the right person in different languages based on all sorts of business rules and SLAs. We migrate data from different systems to Zendesk and vice versa. Um, and then that's where the main money comes from, you know, and that's highly automizable. Uh, auto, you know, I worked 10 years on improving the code that does that stuff and to a point where, you know, in the best case, I just press a button and get a couple of Ks for that. So that's a, it's a good business to do from a Land Rover and from everywhere. And uh, it doesn't do require... People, how do people find... What's the best way for people to find you and follow up on that kind of uh, information, that service? Uh, yeah, just the website, helpunder.it. I have a personal website, fabianditrick.com. I have an Instagram account, which is called The Go Between. Yep. Yeah. And uh, do they all, do you get an equal amount of response from all of them? Or is there one of those that, you know, like the Instagram account, does that get a bigger? Uh, following then uh, incoming from your in your websites? Yeah, I mean, my Instagram account is definitely the biggest following, but I don't use that at all for business. Like I never said anything about my business on Instagram. I'm a free diving athlete at the moment. That's where I dedicate most of my time to. 
Um, I was about to break the German national record uh, a couple of months ago and just missed it by two meters. Otherwise, I would have been the deepest German freediver ever. Um, How far did you get? um, 93 meters. 93 meters. Yeah, on, on one breath. And the record was 96. 93 meters and how many how many seconds is that with one so that's about one minute 47 down and then more or less the same time up so in total it was something like three minutes 30 three minutes 26 up and down up down and up so now you've gone full circle here you started off being a traveler by yourself all over the world and now you're diving down in the water all by yourself You really find find pursuits that isolate yourself. Have you ever, if you ever want to go into analysis about yourself, (laughs) you might want to pursue that. You're always trying to get alone. I'm in therapy for a couple of years already, every Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Today, actually, it's Tuesday. So now when you get down in, how long does it take you to, what was fascinating about that? Because to me, that's, that's like pursuing torture to be able to drive in the water and 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 learn how to hold my breath and not breathe. I mean, you know, what is the payoff uh, for a free diver? It's um, it's like meditation and yoga for restless, impatient people. It forces you to stillness and awareness. And when you dive down and leave the surface, from one second to another, everything you are. And your role in life, your childhood, everything you are is just gone. And you you sort of dive into a nirvana where the only moment that is there is the absolute present moment. Not even what happens in two seconds or what happened two seconds ago. You don't think how much is missing. You're just in this one present moment. And, you know, I also do meditation and, and uh, it's the same thing. Mindfulness. Like I figure more and more I, li- I live, I live like, there's actually no trouble if you're only in the now. And if you look at Ramdas and the Be Here Now from the 60s and Eckhart Tolle and all these people, the, the key to everything seems to be in the now. There's no worries in the now. And freediving brings you into that absolute uh, stillness and the awareness of the stillness. It kind of transforms you into an animal kind of being where, where you just focus on that one moment. And it's amazingly beautiful. and fulfilling so you go down and when you come and this is what happens to you when you're in the water right when yeah. you're in the thing and when you come out mm-hmm. how much is the recovery how how does how does that how do you prepare yourself and how do you recover from from that so there's a lot of visualization techniques which i do every morning when i train i'm at the moment it's a break um, i start in february again in F- philippines but you know, every morning I would do some breath holding um, and then I would do a visualization where in my mind I lie in my bed or on my back somewhere in the hotel and I just go through the different steps. The first step being lying still on the water surface, breathing into your belly very slowly, four seconds in, eight seconds out. And you just get your mind into that space. I use a song from Eddie Vedder, which was in the Eat, Pray, Laugh soundtrack, a very sort of meditative, transcendent song. And I, I just sing that song and I, and I forget about everything. And I, um, yeah, meditate basically it's lying on the water surface. You want to rest your body so much that your heart rate goes really down and that you don't use too much oxygen. 
because the less you think, the less oxygen you use. And then you go down and there's different phases of the dive. There's one phase where you do a lot of effort to get down, to overcome the buoyancy. And then when you're at the 20 meters, more or less, you can just let yourself fall. So you enter the free fall phase. And there you just sort of, you're just kind of like a spaceship, just moving your hands slightly like that to be very ergonomic and falling down very straight. You have a line in front of you to use as orientation. So you fall exactly straight down into the deep. And at the end, uh, you need to kind of wake up from the trance, turn around and then come up again. But whatever you do, you just do that one thing. And the trick is to not think about how much is left. Because if you start thinking about the future or the past, you lose. Uh, you need to be focused on the now. And that's the amazing, beautiful thing. And there's so many life lessons about that. Thanks for listening to The Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealamwinning.com. Thanks for listening.